anarchists, violent mobs, arsons, looters, criminals, rioters. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. I said, please don't be too nice. We choose truth over facts. I am your president of law and order. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women are created by the go, you know the you know the thing. In a white room with black curtains in the station. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode I believe 61 of the Inside Agitator podcast. Damn. Last episode that you guys would have heard would have been us talking about the beginnings of the Maxwell trial. Um, this one, we have no specific topic. I think we're just going to talk about a lot of stuff that's gone on the past month. Um, so, you know, how are, how are you feeling right now? Um, uh, just about politics in general. Or life. You or know, life. We, we could do not politics for a little bit. Yeah, I feel kind of distressed a yeah. little bit in a way. I feel like I've, mm, I don't want to say stretch myself too thin because I'm handling it, but like, you know, I feel like I'm just super busy all the time and I feel You're very, loaded up now. I feel yeah. very robotic sometimes, you know what I mean? You're in a schedule now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am like in a schedule and like I feel like the days just pass by so fucking fast mm. and then like I look up and it's just Friday again and then it's the same thing and like that's like the little bit of like the break from the monotony and then like I don't know. Yeah, no. It's it just feels like this constant cycle, and like I cannot tell you how bad I want to break that shit and get out of it, and like just you and me both be friend. be a little bit free with my life. You know. Yeah. What the I mean? word I go back to is tra- I feel trapped. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a pretty accurate way to put it because like, damn. Even though I have. You know, somewhat of a, a better you know workspace than most people. No, we've generally speaking good lives. Which yes, is mo- mo- this is actually more horrifying. Yes, exactly. We have like, it pretty good compared to yeah. To a lot of people, we are considered blessed. Yeah, I'm blessed. I'm I blessed. am hundred percent blessed for what I have. But like sometimes I'm just like, man, yeah. How am I gonna do this for the next twenty to thirty years? Like, you know what Shit. I mean? Fuck. To put it like that. Yes. Yeah. That's what I think about. Every single day that I, I walk in there. I saw mm-hmm. we're coming off uh, Thanksgiving break here. Yeah. Um, I, I've worked. I don't even know why I called it a break. But fucking we're coming out of Thanksgiving. And I did see a post that Sunday night that struck a chord with me. I had worked that weekend, but it still resonated where it was like the Sunday scaries tonight are worse than ever because we had a couple days to feel human again mm-hmm. and now it's like nope but i am a cog in the machine <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah yeah it's you know the, yeah this monday was dreadful yeah it was um everybody in the office was like literally just saying that like holy shit this is a bad Monday. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's like the same sentiment amongst everybody. Like, mm-hmm. I, like regardless of everybody's political leanings in that office. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody was just like, oh, it sucks right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because you just get that mental break that everybody just needs in order to feel like an actual human. <laughs> <you know? laughs> like, yeah. Like, Time to be human. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and you know what's funny at this point in capitalism, even our time to be human is kind of commodified. Mm-hmm. Where your hobbies, your interests, anything you do, 
the people around you, the culture, everything's going to push you to monetize it, to do it even better, this, that, and the third. I can't tell you how many times my parents have asked me when I'm going to start promoting and monetizing this podcast. Like, you know, like, it's like, never. (laughs) Like, I don't, that's not why I do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's so hard to explain to like 99% of people because we're so locked in to everything being about that. There is... There really isn't human pursuits anymore. Even mm-hmm. artistic pursuits are so capitalistic that it's like, yeah, you know, there's very few people out here. Um, and the people that are, it's generally because they've freed themselves up with some space to be human financially. There's really no other way to do that. And the times in my life I've been able to fully be human are because I freed myself up financially. Not, not because I was just strong enough to rebel against the system. That's a lie. No, there was money involved for sure. Um and yeah, I'm I'm at a point right now where I'm trying to save up again to be freed up again and mm. work less and maybe, you know, get a van, do the no bad thing, cheap living, where I can just focus on writing. There's, a, you know, I got a million ideas of how I can maybe make an escape route. But so many, um, so much of that off the grid stuff really feels just like retreat, you know? It yeah. feels like running away as opposed to running towards something, which... Yeah, this can sometimes be a little a little depressing. And, and you're talking 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like on a year plan right now to like save and get out. And even that to me is like, Damn. fuck. Like, how am I about to make it to fucking August? Like, I, you yeah. know. Um, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't graduate college right now. I'm applying to jobs claiming I did <laughs> to try to get a higher paying job. Um, yeah. it, which is which is not illegal. It's not. It's it would it's be illegal, illegal if I faked a transcript. Yeah, but as if long they as ask they never for, ask for it. Yeah, ten. I mean, yeah, yeah. And everyone everywhere's so swamped. But here's the thing: as I've been searching around for jobs, the whole media myth about like there's so much high paying work out there. Mm. Where? <laughs> Send me a link on Indeed. Where? <laughs> Like shit is at, and we're you know we're yeah. in North Kakalaki. Shit here is fucking thirteen bucks. That's what yeah. that's what people are. That's what's on offer. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? I'm not seeing any of this fucking shit that they're reporting in the media. Yeah, no. Um, which brings me. Let's talk about. Have you seen all these media narratives about like theft is up and they're raiding the stores? Yeah, crime I, is exploding. Yeah, I have seen that. Like, like I saw like in the San Francisco. Yes, where they had like the boarded up. Uh, bougie stores louis vuitton burberry. burberry all those fucking shits yeah and like that was after that one when there that one incident of like the louis, louis vuitton getting raided, raided yeah. and clean the fuck out yeah which i'm like <laughs> bravo y'all y'all going crazy yeah but it, <laughs> like but yeah it, it's, it's kind of weird i do see that narrative uh, popping up huge now. narrative where they like, and not even just with theft. Like, there's this narrative, liberal and right wing media, that's been going on for, for pretty much since the summer protests, almost two years ago, or you know, a little over a year ago, um, where crimes up because of defund the police, which is like false on its face because police got more funding. So it's mm-hmm. you know, but or, or you know, there probably is something to oh, it's because of the rhetoric of hating the police. Well, it's like no, I think that's. A correlation, people hating the police with their circumstances getting worse, not a causation. Yeah. Um, and people resorting to crime is is causated by their circumstances being shitty, which everyone's are now. Hmm. And and the correlation of that is that they begin to resent the system making their lives so shitty. 
Um, but you know, obviously, even if the journalists do understand that, that's not what is incentivized to report on. Mm. Um, I, so the San Francisco thing is really funny because it literally is just a panic out of nowhere. Um, there was one target, I think, target where they used a new theft reporting system run by the police. Yeah. And that's what that, that all the figures that people are using, like crime in San Francisco is up 720% yeah. is from this one target. And it's once again the classic thing of like just yeah. reprinting exactly what the cops say yeah. and running with it. Mm-hmm. And we just have such a cop-driven media that the word copaganda, corny as it is, it's just so true. We live in a copagandized fucking society. Yeah. And so now they're boarding up all these stores. And it's so funny because all these San Franciscans um, are like, oh, it's crazy. Look at this. Look at the what's going on. And I've been to San Francisco. The amount of just human misery on display, people yeah. just dying in the street, so many homeless people. The reason it's so expensive for me to save up for a fucking van right now is because no one can afford a house and everyone lives in fucking vans. Vans are twice as expensive as they, that. That's the real inflation. Yeah. Fucking vans and rent. Fucking yeah. That, and fucking literally so many homeless people. That's okay. That's fine. But the Burberry has wood on the windows? Yeah. Fucking help me. Exactly. The the horror. The fucking horror. Oh, my God. I'm going to feel uncomfortable buying Louis Vuitton. No. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to see the outside where the homeless people are and judge them from the inside. (laughs) Like, what? You fucking losers. Uh, (laughs) Like, literally, they're stepping over dying people to get to the Louis Vuitton store. Insane. Yeah. (laughs) the, The looting of these stores is a direct consequence of the wealth inequality that has skyrocketed in San Francisco. Nowadays, the Grateful Dead never fucking happens. They mm. bought that house on, on Haight-Ashbury altogether and fucking were able to afford a house and make it their Grateful Dead recording pen. Now, there no sh- those are fucking millions and millions of dollars in a state like that. You, yeah. It's not even remotely affordable. The wealth hoarding in beautiful places like that, because it is a beautiful city, the Bay is beautiful, the wealth hoarding and the access... In places like that, especially in San Francisco, the wealth disparity is enormous. And and any rise in crime and theft is a direct consequence of that. And there's real answers to that, which the media completely obscures. You know, it's not about helping people put money in their hands, lessening the income inequality that's causing this crime. No, no, no. We need to criminalize the yeah. poverty. And we need to lock these people up. And mm-hmm. it is and in a in a country where now in Arizona, they're using the same gas as the Nazis to execute prisoners. That is Nazi shit. These people aren't productive enough to be part of our wealth hoarding. Mm. So let's send them off to jail and fucking gas them. Mm. And that's pretty much where things are at. And, the, and that is the mainstream opinion for both liberals and conservatives. Oh, I'm, I'm anti-death penalty. Well, guess what? The death penalty is fucking better than rotting the rest of your life in jail, quite frankly. Yeah. No, but actually, though, and that's that, what that, that is uh, the, the carceral system is. Yeah, d- terrible. Yeah, it's and that's bad, what both yeah. sides of the aisle are calling for in response to this spike in crime, mm. which isn't even real. I have to add, yeah. it's fake. It's it's a media narrative meant to make you scared, meant to make you run into the strong arms of the police, mm-hmm. and uh, and no wonder with the fucking propaganda we have that that's p- where people land. Um. You know, I interestingly, I just watched this movie Belfast, 
about the Northern Ireland troubles um, in, in Belfast, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it was directed and written by the guy who directed the first Thor movie, Kenneth Branagh, who the first Thor movie sucks. Um, and this movie wasn't fucking much better. Um, and the reason why is, and I knew it, I didn't know much going into the movie. I went to go see it with my Irish grandma. She wanted to go see it, and she knows I'm into all that history. So I went to go see it with her. Um, and I really enjoyed having a night with her and seeing stuff about our heritage that, you know, that aspect of it was good. And the movie was the, 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 you know, the focal point of the movie was about family and about moving away from your family, which is something that I, I moved away from my grandparents at one point Mm -hmm. because of financial situation. So there was a lot that resonated and that I really liked. Um, but I knew from the way they portrayed and it was an ahistorical movie, by the way, just ahistorical. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew from the way that the radicals were the bad guys and how they represented the riots and how they represented the troubles in Northern Ireland. I'm watching this and, and I'm going, oh, my God, this was written not about Ireland, but about the 2020 protests. That's what this movie's about. Mm-hmm. This isn't about I've read the history of Northern Ireland and the troubles. This has very little to do with that. And this is for an American audience. And, and and an American audience that has been fed media narratives about the 2020 protests, that's who this movie's for. Mm-hmm. And so I do my research after the movie. It turns out Kenneth Branagh fucking decided to write and direct this movie July 2020. He wow. announces it. And it literally was in response to the 2020 protests. He doesn't say as much, but very clear that that's what this was. Mm-hmm. And, and the best propaganda doesn't know it's propaganda. And what this guy did is, I'm sure Kenneth Branagh wasn't in the streets at fucking protest that Shakespearean fucking fancy lad dickhead. <laughs> I, I, yeah. he, I'm certain that he, this fucking thespian asshole, was just watching the media coverage. Mm. And so he looks at the media coverage, and then the movie's about he's a very young child when all this is going on, and they move away to London, mm-hmm. where he then ends up studying Shakespeare at a fucking nice institution and having a very nice, comfortable life. Mm-hmm. And he, I'm sure, remembers very little about his childhood. It's about his childhood, and I'm sure, you know, it, it is his firsthand account almost of what he experienced. But it became very clear to me that he just made a very lazy connection from what he experienced as a child to the 2020 protest and wanted to make a movie that would, that is for the sensibilities of scared white people who were threatened by the 2020 protests. Mm-hmm. And so I was disgusted by this film. It literally includes... Um, British soldiers giving the family a ride back to their house in an armored truck during the riots at the end. Um, which, yeah, wow. you'd know that guy grew up in London. Uh, <laughs> That's all I have to say about yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And, and, and it made me think, like, you know, this is a movie that on its face isn't propaganda. It's not even about the United States. It's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And this guy, I don't even think he knows he's making propaganda. But the media narratives are so strong and intense mm-hmm. that it infiltrates everything. Not only how you think about what's going on now, but how you think about stuff that happened in your past mm-hmm. and about your heritage. And that and it's it's a terrifying thought to think that we live in such a propagandized society that then the art made by people who are of the bourgeois is inherently propaganda. And yeah. I but I do think that's where we're at. Um, no, which yeah. yeah, which is a hard thing to grapple with sometimes because that's their perspective and that's what yes. they see. So mm-hmm. That totally makes sense. Like yeah, yeah your your artwork is going to reflect what you've been through. Yes, a hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, and it totally so, reflected the experience of someone who moved to London 
had a better life mm-hmm. and didn't think too hard about why that was. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, it, it really disgusting film left a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, really that bad. I, I didn't bitch to my grandma about it. I was like, yeah, it was so fun. Great. You know? <laughs> but fucking, yeah. I got home and I was like, Oh my God, I need to take a fucking shower. That was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, ugh. and yeah, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, I wasn't. I don't know where I was really going with that. That's pretty much all I wanted. But yeah, it's just fucking. <laughs> no wonder everyone just buys into this shit because yeah. it's not only just the media, but it's the movies, it's the culture mm-hmm. that feeds into this narrative that we need to be protected from some like massive horde yeah, coming. This dangerous. This dangerous if. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's such a reflection of people's white guilt. Honestly, that's mm-hmm. really what it is. I think to a great extent. Um, yeah. I don't know, it's it, and it's it's even deeper and more complicated than I'm able to give uh good credence to right here. You know, it's 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 complex. Mm. And I, it's it's scary though to think that it's that overbearing and that much of a thing in our culture, you know. Mm. Um to where even movies about another country are now influenced by the narratives yeah. of what that kind mm. of action looks like in our country. Yeah. Um really scary stuff to think about. And the mm. other scary thing is I think people get their historical knowledge and what they know about the world from movies. People don't fucking read. Yeah. And so, like, if I don't know much about the Northern Ireland <laughs> yeah, and the Troubles exactly. and I'm an Irish person going to mm. see this movie or I'm someone who shares Irish heritage going to see this movie, I'm going to come out with some pretty negative – like, the IRA guy on their block mm. is is the villain of the movie. Yeah. And, and – and, you know, it what I wouldn't say it was pro British soldier, but those are who swoop in and save them in both the end and beginning. And mm-hmm. It's uh, a concerning narrative that a hundred percent came from this London dickhead. But yeah. it, it's uh, and but it really struck me just the way the riots were presented. It's like no, this was how they were rep- our riots were represented in the American media. It really bared no relation to anything that I've read about Northern Ireland, pro con IRA, like mm-hmm. it's or, or you know. It wasn't even. It's ahistorical. It really had nothing to do with the Northern Ireland troubles. I really, it really didn't. Um, which was so jarring to me. It, it, it really was not what I was expecting walking into that movie. Yeah, for someone that <laughs> you know, for you to make a whole movie and not you know give any credence to anything like a. <laughs> and you know what's funny? Like, he he talks about how his family's getting financially fucked by the British. They owe all these back taxes. That's part of why they had to move to London. His dad had to go be a laborer in London. Yeah, and that's not at all connected to why people are. Rioting and rioting in the streets. Mm-hmm. They're making the rioters just seem like these eat like how they're painted here. Like it's just evil people who want to hurt innocent families. Yeah, and they just want to steal and yeah. get a leg yes. up. And, yeah. yeah, yep. And like, mm-hmm. and which is, and it's not even they don't even relate it the tooth because they show his family's financial hardship mm-hmm. and they don't and and they do show how it's because of Br- British and the taxes, mm-hmm. but they do not connect that at all to the, what's happening in the streets. Yeah. So it was just a very bizarre. And that and, and honestly, the way the family deals with it is like, yeah, it's our fault that we have these back taxes. It's because we gamble and because we, you know, bought sweets. Yeah. And there we is, didn't take accountability of our own actions. Yeah, and, and like I think it. for someone who then what taking accountability was was mo- running away to London and working mm. for your oppressors. Yeah, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. Bingo, and bingo, fucking, and working your yeah. way up through school and mm-hmm. getting a Marvel movie and hustling. Yeah, you're and and when the real roads for redemption there was to join your countrymen and fight mm-hmm. against the people oppressing you. Mm-hmm. But 
that's not what Kenneth Branagh did, and that is not what at all what this movie's about. Yeah. Um, so you know, fucking uh, all I want for Christmas is United Ireland. I fuck the British. I fucking mm-hmm. all right. If Joe Biden steps in and and because guess what, night one of his president presidency, BBC. Can we get it's we're from the BBC. Can we get a comment? The BBC. I'm Irish. And then fucking <laughs> my favorite is he's in the room with Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson brings up the Good Friday Agreement. And at the mention of Good Friday, before he even got the word agreement out of his mouth, Joe Biden's aides are in the room. All right, thank you, media. Time to go home. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and we were supposed – I actually probably shouldn't say this. Um, but, uh, yeah, we there is a motion to get Joe Biden to support the Northern Ireland and – uh, making Un- Ireland united again. And, you know, I wish them the best of luck. Um, mm-hmm. There are people who are really fighting for that to pull him to step in and kind of play an even greater role than Bill Clinton did back in his day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I do hope that that works out. Um, yeah. Oh, I feel like... Interesting. I, feel, I, I don't know if... Yeah, I'm not going to talk about this on the pod. But, uh, okay. yeah. I'll leave I that. am unaware as well. No, you're not. I have told you about this. I think. Really? Yeah, we were supposed to have someone on the podcast. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's not talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, so yeah, I just uh, wish them the best. I do hope that mm-hmm. that works out. Um, and I wouldn't want them Damn, to, that's crazy. to hurt forgot, their chances yeah. by coming in <laughs> yeah. talking with us. Um, I'm totally, we could we could talk in four years. All good. Yeah, um, man. yeah. That's crazy. I forgot about that. You forgot about yeah. yeah that, forgot was, about that, that was that was that was that was a minute ago. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It was last St. Patrick's Day. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's like a full nine, almost yeah. nine months. Yeah, yeah. it's, crazy. it's t- like we were talking at the beginning of the episode. Times just move. Mm-hmm. You could tell me Joe Biden's been president for three years, and I'd be like, yeah, or, yeah. Or yeah, you could tell me he's been two months, and I'd be like, yeah. Like I just have no fucking concept anymore. Yeah, all just blends in. It does. Together. It really does. Um, let's circle back to a topic we talked about a couple episodes ago. We talked about Astro World. Yeah. Um he's getting sued into fucking oblivion right yeah, now. Yeah, they're suing the fucking fitted joggers off that guy. <laughs> Somebody said they suing his last name off. Right? Yeah. He just gonna be Travis. Bro. Yeah. Like that that shit. So two things that we didn't really cover on that episode that I wanted to come back to. Mm-hmm. There was a narrative that night that like the police, because they failed that night and were trying to cover for whoever. They were like, yeah, someone was going around stabbing people with fentanyl. Yeah, and that's what caused that, this. Yeah. And then they, they, the police chief literally had to come out and walk that back and say there's no conclusive proof none of this happened. But guess what? Prior to them doing that, the media just ran with the story. Mm-hmm. Reprinted the cop lies. Like, and I, we always talk about this on this podcast. It's so important to understand. They are just – the media, the journalists, they are public relations for the police. They get the memo. They reprint it. And so they literally ran with that bullshit narrative. The cops immediately had to walk it back, which is a good lesson for people that maybe don't follow the protest, but we're following this pop culture phenomenon. Never butt by what the cops say. It's always a fucking lie. Pretty mm-hmm. much 99% of the time, you can bet your left nut that they're fucking lying through their teeth. Um, so that narrative has been dismissed. They walked that back. It clearly was wrongdoing on the part of Travis Scott. However, the media has entirely moved on from that and is talking about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. Yeah. <laughs> Which, 100% not a conspiracy theory, yeah. is Chris Jenner's doing to yeah. move everyone away from looking at Kylie's boy toys big fuck up 
and look at, oh, look, mm. Kim, you got to take one for the team. Yeah. You're, you're fucking Pete Davidson now. Yeah, um, exactly. And <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. But I totally believe that, like, yeah. Yeah, that is why. Chris like, Jenner be, you know, making the moves. Yeah, you know, 100%. All the time. Uh, so that's that. Um, Obama spoke at the climate summit. Uh, do you want to shit on Obama a little bit? Yeah, sure. So that's a favorite on here. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, this is really, truly fucking egregious. Like, what are you saying? So yeah, I, he was speaking at the climate thing about, you know, just general climate issues and shit like that. So he, speaking... he did the classic Obama thing of putting all the responsibility on the youth. Yeah. And which is just classic Obama. Like, we have to make sure that our future youth have the tools, yeah. in order to fix the climate situation. You that were the tool to fix hit. things. You yeah. didn't work. Like, you like, you had it. You yeah. were, yeah. you had the whole fucking toolbox <laughs> for eight years. Yeah. For eight years. <laughs> okay. So this is at the climate summit in Glasgow. Obama is speaking. Uh, here's what he says. about what the future will look like. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, you've grown up watching many of the adults who are in positions to do something about it either act like the problem doesn't exist or refuse to make the hard decisions necessary to address it. That's you. You are the that adult that I watched not make the hard decisions, motherfucker. Yeah. And this isn't and and you might think to give him to be generous to him that he's admitting that that is not what he's doing listen listen up you are right to be frustrated folks in my generation have not done enough to deal with a potentially cataclysmic potentially don't <laughs> like your life depends on it because it does always with the voting yeah always with the voting uh, yeah because yeah. that's that's the limit that's what they want to set the limit of what is acceptable. Yeah. yeah. Vote like your life depends on it because it does. Motherfuckers should do some other things like their life depend on it because it yeah. does. That, that's my take. Like but protest. And other things. Protest. <laughs> like <laughs> protesting. <laughs> and by other things, I mean mutual aid. Yes, mutual aid and protesting. You should do a lot of that stuff. <laughs> All right. Let me play the rest of this fucking clip. No shit. Yeah. But the cold hard fact is we will not have more ambitious climate plans coming out of governments unless governments feel some pressure from voters. Yes, the process will be messy. I guarantee you every victory will be incomplete. <laughs> That should be the name of his autobiography. Yeah, I guarantee yeah. you, every victory will be incomplete. <laughs> but actually, oh my god, that's fucking. If we work hard enough for long enough, those partial victories add up. Yeah, so just keep voting for Democrats, mm-hmm. and we will do kind of partial things to help. Yes, well, and and if you don't vote for us. You're being cynical, and you're the reason you're going to melt. Yeah. And, but, and he literally acknowledges the fact that there needs to be pressure from voters. 
oh, but not that kind of pressure where you withhold the vote and wait for us to do better things. No, 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 no. It needs mm. to be – and what he means by pressure from voters is pressure of voters voting for Democrats yeah, against yeah. Republicans. Yeah. That's all he means. That's all he's there to do. Mm. Um, so, uh, you know, just typical Obama bullshit. Um, and, and a lot of people were applauding it like it was some radically different Obama speech. And I listened to it and I'm like, no, this is classic Obama. Yeah. This is classic Obama narratives, putting the responsibility on somebody else. And um, yeah, fucking so um, Rob Russo on Twitter made a great point. Young people voted in record numbers to deliver Obama historic mandate to actually change things. And he made the problem worse. Biden is in the process of jettisoning all the climate action from his agenda to appease a corrupt coal baron in his own party. Fuck off. Which, exactly. Like, get up there and talk about fucking Joe Manchin. Yeah. Get up there and talk about the people holding up climate change. No, but what is he talking about? Cynical young people. That's the problem. Yeah, and, and we, we have to be the ones after they're long gone yeah. to fix their fuck-ups, you yeah. know? It occurs to me that Obama and Dave Chappelle are very similar individuals. Where they have this deep mm. resentment for the youth for, like, making fun of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Like, Obama mm. doesn't like that the youth don't just suck his cock all the time, and Dave mm. Chappelle feels the same way. Yeah, Like, exactly. Dave Chappelle's stand-up now is just, like, people were mean to me on Twitter, <coughs> and I'm mad. People were mean because I said very inflammatory things. Yeah. Dang, yeah. And, like, I, you know, what? I don't have a strong take on the Dave mm. Chappelle shit. I think it's mm. totally just culture war bullshit mm. that should be ignored. But... He also is being lame as fuck. Like, yeah. like he's such an old man, just like bitching. Like, I, I heard I got roasted on Twitter, but I don't care because Twitter is real, isn't real. <laughs> yeah, and people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> you get him, Dave. Yeah. And, and then he goes on to talk about Twitter for two hours. Yeah. Apparently, it is real. Yeah, um, yeah. It's real fucking, enough for you to do a whole fucking stand-up special yeah, exactly, about this shit, bro. Like. <laughs> And then, you know, and then the supporters, because they finally have, like, a cool black guy telling them it's okay to be canceled for calling tr people trannies. Mm. Fucking, they're, like, they'll defend him berating high schoolers. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about this, but he went to his old high school, and people were asking pointed questions, and he pr pretty much opted for, well, I'm rich and you're not, so suck me. <laughs> to, yeah. to children. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then people are defending him. Like, well, those kids shouldn't have been disrespectful. <laughs> like, fuck mm. off. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, oh, also on the Astroworld thing, I, I think um, I want to walk back some satanic panic stuff that I was pushing. Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous. It's not Satan. It's capitalism. Uh, well, I think we always went back to that. We always point went back that to that, but I just like, want to really we did, reiterate. Yeah, we did. Because now I'm getting scared that like we're going to do satanic panic shit like in the yeah. 90s again. I do not want any parts. Mm -hmm. Let's please tone that shit the fuck down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, oh, cool. This is a good one. Um, and then, well, I wouldn't call it a good one, but did you see the 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 fake article that's been going around the right wing about Anthony Huber's girlfriend? And yeah, Kyle and like passing the note, and then yes, had I think this, her phone there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah. So, so a it's fake. So yeah. first, let me tell people the story. There's a mm. fake article being passed around the right wing media outlets and propagandists, and even big Twitter meme accounts that you can buy posts on. So there's someone pushing this because like mm. bra moments on Twitter posted it and they just post like memes. So someone yeah. like paid to have them publish this article. Yeah. So something we weirds in the water. Mm -hmm. um, and as always, there's right wing propagandists kind of, for lack of a better word, agitating right wing dorks. 
Um, and so here's what the article says. It claims that um, girlfriend of man shot by Kyle Rittenhouse had this about to say about the guilty verdict or the non-guilty verdict. If he, referencing Rittenhouse, mm-hmm. like ever need, and, and this is how I know it's fake because they wrote her like an incel would write a girl. Yeah. If he ever like needs someone to talk, like that, I, I, yeah. off its face, I, boom, it's already fake. Mm-hmm. It's been confirmed fake because there's literally no uh, firsthand account. Like there's no real reporting on this having happened. Mm-hmm. You could watch the videos. It didn't happen on video. Like there's no nothing that proves that this happened. Yeah. This is just an article that kind of came out of the ether and is everywhere all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But it says that girlfriend of man shot by Kyle Rittenhouse had this to say about the not guilty verdict. If he, like, ever needed someone to talk to, I would be down for that. Actually, this is – the article is so poorly written. Yeah, I thought – that's what I thought whenever you sent it to me. I was like, yeah, this grammar is kind of fucked. Yeah, this is all – yeah. yeah. So it says – I'll read it word for word. If he, like, ever needs someone to talk to, I would down for that. (laughs) Yeah. I think now is the time to come together and heal. Um. She never said this. Yeah. There is an interview with her in the New York Post where she says a lot of things. None of it None of close them, to this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in fact, demonizes Kyle. Yeah, she, to a, she to a great up calls him yeah. a murderer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and and then it says Giddings, who I guess is the girlfriend's last name, was seen handing Rittenhouse a small note as the defendant was leaving the courtroom, and upon question, she confirmed it did contain her phone number. And so this has been posted everywhere, um, and the narrative around it is. That Anthony Hubert did have previous domestic violence uh, charges, mm-hmm. um, and so not I don't think with this girl, but they, there's so the claim is that he was an abuser, and now of course she wants to fuck the guy who shot his abuser, her abuser. Yeah, and it's such this right wing fantasy of like. I'm, oh, I'm saving yeah, this girl. And they're yeah. like, yeah, that type of shit. Yeah, like, like I'm going to go murder a left-wing protester, and then mm. his girlfriend's going to want to fuck me because yeah. I liberated her from the fucking... Domestic uh, abuser, leftist yeah. communist. Bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? The evil commie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like this mm-hmm. fucking wild narrative. And it worries me because these things have reach. And think about all the, like, incel teenagers that are now, like, that's how I'm gonna finally get a woman. I'm gonna kill a lefty. Like yeah. it's it's a fucked up. It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's this is a fucked up propaganda push. I'm like worried about this. Yeah. Um. And it's also like sexual domination in a way. Like mm-hmm. yeah, we'll kill the commies and then fuck their wives, which is a very yeah. wartime like, like evil fascist yeah. thing that is historically yeah. something that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it's 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 really concerning that this is the accepted mainstream language mm-hmm. among right wingers and how they think the world works. Like the fact mm-hmm. that they would even accept this as fact or something that probably happened just immediately shows a disconnect from reality. I mean, this woman hates Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, mm-hmm. um, rightly so. Yeah, and and, and oh. It's really like yeah. it skeeves me out. Bro. Yeah, that, it skeeves that shit, me out. That, that shit is weird. Yeah. That shit is very weird because it also just like kind of memed it too. Like yeah, the, the it's shit. everywhere. Yeah. I've seen it multiple places. I've seen yeah. it all over and Instagram, like, Twitter. Yeah, I don't even know how to really like describe the feeling I get whenever I see because I'm just like, oh, that's kind of you know, it's just very strange to see. The feeling the I feel is are... that I want to arm myself. Yeah, and I hope that's the feeling most of our listeners feel and is what they're doing currently. 
Because mm. quite frankly, these people want to kill us. And then God knows what once we're gone. Mm -hmm. And and so I, I'm not letting that happen. It'll be over my fucking dead body. And I'm going to shoot first. I'm not trying to disarm anybody. Yeah, if somebody makes a throw in your life. then Yeah. No, exactly. And that's, that's self-defense. If I'm in an active shooter scenario like these people were, mm -hmm. we no longer have the option to go try to disarm them. That's been legally made not all right. Because if yeah. I try to disarm somebody, they got the legal right to kill me. Mm -hmm. So the lesson is, and we posted this the day it happened, the lesson is the second one of these right-wing dorks start shooting, you need to take them down. You cannot disarm them. Mm -hmm. And that, and that is, it's sad because I think we're the good guys. We're on the right side of this and we want to disarm these people. I mean, I have sympathy for Kyle Rittenhouse as a child who was misled by propagandists, a right-wing militia, and the Kenosha PD. I have sympathy for the larger actors and older adults and authorities that that not only because this is true, the police corralled the protests to where the right wing vigilantes were hanging out and told them that they were going to do as much. And then said, you take care of them. And I actually remember I watched the I was, you know, the the shoot, the police murder happened in Kenosha. And I watched the unicorn riot and other live streams from that night. I was watching it live. And I remember seeing live the cops handing this right-wing militia of waters, tossing one to a yeah. young kid with a gun who was Kyle Rittenhouse, mm -hmm. and saying, I didn't know who it was at the time, and saying to them, thanks for all your help. Yeah, you guys are doing a great job out here. Yeah, we're going to push them that way, and mm -hmm. then you guys can take care of them. Mm -hmm. And that is what was said. And were the cops maybe meaning you'll intimidate them to go home? Maybe. I don't think that's what they meant. And, I, I, and that's definitely not what Kyle Rittenhouse thought they meant. Yeah, and I went to bed that night prior to the shooting. I woke up in the morning, knowing that something was bad was going to happen with the, after what I just watched on the live stream. And I woke up the next morning with that confirmed. Kyle Rittenhouse had shot three people, and and I knew exactly why that happened. And there's evidence that the police did. There's a that video that live stream's been ripped, and it's all over the place. I don't think it was admissible as evidence, sadly. And and also, you know, the prosecutor wasn't trying to go after the Kenosha PD. Because the prosecutor has to work with the Kenosha PD. Yeah. So he wasn't trying to make them the villains. And and that's one of the places the prosecution fucked up. Because there's literally evidence. You can see the map of police activity that night. They did corral and push the protesters and kind of almost kettle them into where the right-wing militias were hanging out. And there's multiple reports of the right-wing militias with fingers on their triggers taunting people the whole night. They were the people out there being aggressive. So, yeah, and I just and feel like that's important to reiterate as well. Yeah, no, there's multiple videos of like... Like, when you watch the reaccounts of the night, you know, you see those people yelling at protesters, and then, like, they're just sitting there be like, whoa, buddy, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And they just being completely high, and then having other people technically calm them down. I put that air quotes around. Yeah, that, yeah, you yeah. Know, hold me call, back. Hold me back. Yeah, like, fucking this, uh, the fucking douchiest shit you could ever do, yeah. ever, you know? Ugh. But... You know, it's it's just fuck. It's fucked up. Yeah. So this whole shit's fucked up. Everything's fucked up. It's man. fucked up. It's fucked up. And and I really worry because like I know, the first weekend of the George Floyd rebellions, I saw tens of thousands of people out in the street. They were then met with insane amounts of police violence, tear gas, sponge grenades, batons, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. Stormtroopers coming pouring out of parking garages waiting to fucking beat on some protesters. That dwindled the numbers down to a couple hundred every protest. Not mm -hmm. in places like New York City, 
But in places that we're at here in the South, that dwindled the numbers big. People were scared. This, I think, is going to put such a dent. Like, I already got loved ones calling me going, you need to stop going to, you know, after the Rittenhouse road, you need to stop mm. going to protest. And I'm over here having to explain to them, no, I have to keep going and I have to go armed. And, like, I understand why that's uncomfortable for you, my word for my safety. And, you know, but this is what I feel like I have to do. And, mm. and, and these have been tough conversations to have. And it's concerning to think that this is where we're at. Um, and, 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 and this is not where any of us want to be at. None of us want no. to be forced into violence. Now, I don't think any of us want that. No. But it does appear to be what they're literally leaving us with no other option other than lose our right to assemble. That's really, and and that's too much of a loss to just go pack it in and go home. Mm-hmm. At least for me. And I think, sadly, though, a lot for a lot of people, and I don't blame them, they do fear for their lives. And now there's going to be less people that want to show up to these protests. I used to go to protests all the time and 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 see all the time these right-wingers with fucking assault rifles there to intimidate you, just staring you down. And the ones here aren't like what I saw in Kenosha that night where they're like berating you. They just kind of stand and look menacingly. But I never really worried that one of them would open fire on me. Mm-hmm. It was never, I was always more worried about the police at any given protest. Yeah. But now they've basically been sanctioned to do that. Yeah. No. And, and it's a very, you know, it's, it's really concerning. It's re- I used to not go to protests armed. And now you have to if you want to get out with your life and guarantee that. And that's a. That's not even a guarantee, though. And that's not even a guarantee. That's just, if you want that's a chance, just that added. If you want yeah, a chance at surviving something that would happen like that, then yeah. by all means, you would. That's just fucking sad. Yeah. I'm trying to see if they make Kevlar in 3XL. No, yeah. <laughs> they definitely do all those fat ass Proud Boys. Mm hmm. No, yeah. And the one dude that'd be showing you how to fucking defend all the shit. Oh my God! Dad, you want to talk about Detroit Dust for a little bit? His name is Detroit Dust. Yeah, because yeah. he, he's on fucking Dust, but it's the, the, <laughs> it's Detroit Urban Survival Training, is what it's called. Oh my God! All those fucking TikToks of the people just yeah, showing so for up those in who don't heaven. Know, and shit, like, there's this right guy over. who runs the Detroit Urban Survival Training. Detroit, you know, classically, you know, a lot of violent crime there. And there's, like in San Francisco now, there's this huge gentrifier paranoia about the violence that's going to be inflicted on you. Mm-hmm. Even though a lot of the violence in places like Detroit are just gang to gang and poor people killing other poor people. There's not a whole lot of, like, yeah. going after the upper class's ass violence. But mm-hmm. the paranoia is there nonetheless because of the media reprinting cop lies, as always. And so this guy has a brilliant grift where he takes these rich gentrifiers and charges them for classes and teaches them survival methods. And almost every survival method posted on his TikTok is like, mm. just would get you killed. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you grab the gun and move it to the left, and then you punch the guy. And then he has, like, these models that just fall to the ground. Mm. He's basically Steven Seagal. He's like this fat guy. Yeah. Like, half-punching <laughs> yeah. people. They're, like, falling to the ground and shit. And mm. it's like, yeah, it's fucking... It's, and then there's been these funny TikToks where people then try it. And then the second they make the move, they're all of a sudden having like, oh, fuck, I knew that shit was yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Them, them shits is, uh, that's crazy. Why will, Why would you even promote that shit knowing yeah. what the internet is today? Yeah, you know? no, well, like, I think this guy probably thinks he's genuinely helping people, which is even more hilarious. Yeah. Or he really is just a true grifter, which like it goes to show either way what a grift this 
the, the poor masses are coming for you. Be scared. Mm. Defend yourself. I mean, think about how much fucking Kevlar guns, fucking training, pepper spray, this, that, and the third has been mm. sold in the name of this, like, fear of the other, yeah. you know? And, like, you know, we're over here. We're leftist communist activists that are using our voices. We have a legitimate threat on our lives. You know, we've gotten death threats from Proud Boys. It's not, like, a joke. Mm. But your average, like living in a gentrified area as person is not about to get like fucking no one's pulling up on them with a shotgun and that's what's so funny that he's like if someone brings a long barrel shotgun out to you you do a tuck and roll under and dis- he like showing you how to yeah. disarm it's like it just wouldn't work like you would just get shot like, but it wouldn't even happen to most of the people taking these classes yeah. in the first place yeah exactly yeah and it's, you, you gotta grab the gun and then you gotta slide the cock back and this actually puts the the gun in yeah, some mode non-fire actually, mode yeah, yeah. <laughs> this actually puts the gun in a non-fire mode so if you've already been shot it kind of guarantees that you won't get shot again <laughs> and i'm like no that nigga is going to shoot you over over yeah, I'm already dust. Yeah, you were <laughs> yeah. dead. You were shot once. There is no guarantee that you were going to fucking hold on to that fucking shit like that. Yeah. Know? No, that shit is fucking. It's too funny. Um, yeah, man. That shit is wild. It's representative of just this real paranoia, though. You know. Um, and I think it's really driven by media narratives and and that are purposefully done. And and you know what's even a scary thought that it isn't even a purposeful propaganda campaign as much as it is that just fear sells. Fear gets clicks. Mm-hmm. And so it's just the financial incentive that creates these narratives. And that's almost a scarier thought because it's just like a natural consequence of capitalism. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be like a conscious propaganda campaign. See, I wonder if there is any way that like you could put like, eh, no, I don't think that propagating fear probably it's not no, no, the, let's the hear correct it. way to do it. Let's hear it. But I had this just weird theory that just popped in my head right now. I was like, what if we demonize Proud Boys like that, like on a level that like they do on some way that was, you know Well, I, I mean? think the liberal media has attempted to. Yeah, but I don't think any of it's really impactful because it doesn't really reach farther than what we already fucking know. Yeah, and I also do think the, like, I do think it would be useful to talk about the threat of right wing and fascist violence from our lens and perspective. Mm-hmm. But that's not one you ever hear in the media. The perspective you're hearing is like FBI ghouls who basically, in my opinion, caused, like allowed the capital thing to happen to expand their power. I mean, the FBI's fingerprints is all over so much. The U.S. Army's fingerprints. Mm-hmm. There, there are a lot of fucking fingerprints on the on one six. It's like worse than the fucking amount of bullshit with 9/11 that you could just pull out. Yeah. It's there's a lot of shit f- funky shit that went on with that and a lot of funky shit that went on with the media coverage and while I'm doing the 9/11 allegory, them playing the footage over and over and over again with yeah. media like they do with 9/11. What was it used to do? Expand the government's power, use the Patriot Act on citizens, bring the war on terror home. To where the tactics that we refined in the Middle East are now being deployed against American citizens. Under the guise of fighting white supremacy, but what it's really doing is ensuring white supremacy by ensuring the fact that nobody can fight against it. Mm -hmm. Because it's being used against the left wing eight times harder than they're ever prosecuting or using it against the right wing. So I do think you're right. It would probably be useful to push, to, to demonize these people the way they should be through our lens. But that's just, the media is just never going to allow for that. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the power of social media. Social media, and that's why social media is so important. Yeah. Let's talk, so last thing, let's talk about Jack Dorsey leaving Twitter. I'm really concerned about this. 
my Twitter, I have someone at Twitter support that looks out for me. Mm-hmm. I've been banned from Twitter like eight times with my account reactivated within a couple hours. Where yeah. someone at Twitter support puts me back. Like, I don't even put in a, like, request. Mm-hmm. But they put me, they reinstate me. Like, all, like, oh, like, this has happened to me over and over and over again. Where I've gotten banned, and then I've been reinstated. Someone at Twitter support likes my tweets. That's all I know. Yeah. And Jack Dorsey is hilarious, because, like, liberals would just be, like, clamoring. Like, you need to censor Twitter! Yeah. There's not enough tags on this one post that is talking about disinformation. Yeah. Learning, you know? and, and just adding Jack all day. Mm. Like, you need to maintain this website. And Twitter, uh, more than Instagram and Facebook, has been this platform for public discourse. That's why there's so much fucking communist bullshit on there. Because they really aren't big on the censorship. And and then Jack's replies to all these liberals would be hilarious because he'd be getting a hundred ats every minute about like you need to fucking ban Donald Trump, and then he'd mm. post a tweet like, "I just took some good ayahuasca in London. I'm blessed." Smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he just was checked yeah. out. Like he didn't give a fuck. Like yeah. he was just a dude with a weird beard and a tie dye shirt who didn't fucking care. Yeah, who um, created an app that just fucking you know. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're get the replacement is this like Stanford grad tech guy, mm. tech fascist bro who has all these weird old tweets that are a little questionable. Wait, what? Yeah, I've I don't know specific. I, I just heard about this. What is bro's name? I posted on Inside Agitator about. This motherfucker definitely gonna ban me. And someone replied, "Well, he's got some pretty bad tweets of his own." And I, but I don't know any specifics. Oh, here you go. If they are not gonna make a distinction between Muslims and extremists, then why should I distinguish between white people and racist? Wait, I agree with that. Tweet. Yeah, that's that's, that's a what I, that's a good tweet. Yeah, I like, like this yeah. guy actually. <laughs> Wait, hold up, we gotta find. That's what? Yeah, what why is he going on a fire for that? What? what? That's a that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, of course Candace yeah. Owens. <laughs> no. On the fucking on the prowl. <laughs> there she is. There she is. No matter how many times the Democrats say it, Donald Trump never once used language. Oh, was, Jesus. Uh, he was banned from social media, blah blah blah. It's bullshit. Um Alright, put no pull alright, there's more. I am amused by people that pass judgment on people for passing judgment. I was attempting to do the same to amuse myself. But dissing customs is fun. Can we all be mature and respect their personal choice to have fun? Sorry, couldn't resist. Problematic tweet from Twitter's new CEO, Parag Argwal, was apparently quoting Asif Mandivi. Mandiv, right? Man, we just fucking butchered these names. Damn, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it any better. I, dude, I'm... Yeah. Twitter CEO quoted somebody from The Daily Show. Um, yes. This is a non-issue. Yeah. yeah, and actually the guy who did reply to me is a bit of a right-winger to say that, so... One of his tweets is, I have a PhD, a pretty huge dick. This guy rocks. This is is just a a fun guy. I like him. What? Yo, it's so funny that the right wingers are like, cancel culture has gone too far. And then they'll pull up shit like this and get mad. Yeah. Like, what? Y'all just want to be in charge of cancel culture. That's all that is. Crazy. But there is a new terms of service on Twitter where, and this is the key difference, 
you are not allowed to post a video of anybody without their consent. That includes and an extent is extended to police officers. What? So now videos of police violence are banned under the new Twitter policy. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck? Yep. R.I.P. Jack Dorsey. You will be missed. Yeah, man. Oh, that's, that's unfortunate. That is highly unfortunate. Yeah. Good. Hold on. Here, here. Let's see. On Women's Day, Pakistani bowlers learn that length does matter. I don't get that joke, but another I dick don't. joke. I support it. Uh, Lambi Drive. That is an Indian. We're not. We don't uh, yeah. know what that says. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't even try to read that, please. <laughs> There's no translate tweet button because it's a screenshot. We're just I fucked know. on that one. <sighs> nice deep. Uh... Nice DP. <laughs> is he referencing double penetration? That's what I thought. Yeah. So is that the worst we got on him? Yeah. Nice yeah. DP? Is I, that it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's the same tweet. Once again, can we pull up the tweet conservatives are mad about? Scroll up a little bit. I just want to read this one more time. Conservatives are throwing a shit fit over him tweeting. And he's just quoting someone else, by the way. It's not even his original thought. If they are not going to make a distinction between Muslims and extremists, then why should I distinguish between white people and racists? That is a sound point. Yes. How the fuck is that objectionable at all? Yeah. Right-wingers are mad because they get banned for saying we must murder leftists. Yeah, exactly. But this is too beyond the pale. Yeah. Uh, Jesus fuck. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Yeah. Uh, critical support for the new Twitter CEO. I will see what happens. <laughs> but I really like his pretty huge dick joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good joke. So, fuck. Yeah. All right. All right. See you guys. Yep. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Peace.